Are you ready? Are we clapping? Can we clap? Yeah. One, two, three. Yay! Alrighty. Look at that. Come on, you're out of the frame, I mean. You're out of the frame. Oh, no, I'm, I'm in the frame. Oh, cool. Okay, good, good, good. Alrighty. Welcome to the Soccer Life Mastery Podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We have a special guest. Yes, we do. Angelo Picca. Oh, uh, he's... Uh, straight from Italy. Yes, he lives in Italy. Uh, he will share about what who he is, but I just want to let oh, cool. them know about... He played a special part in my life when I went to Italy and pursued my, you know, dream and, and career. Um, he looked after me, uh, you know, even, you know, kind of like a father figure and really took care of me and, awesome. uh, and you know, was managing my, my career as well in terms of getting me into trials, talking to club presidents and everything you could imagine. Um, that's important. So, yes, so that's why I, I couldn't wait to get him on. Um, that's he's, awesome. He's, uh, he's helped me heaps. Angela, I'm also excited to meet you. So I'm pretty excited. I can't wait for you to share your experience with us. Yeah. So yeah, that's if you want to start here. off, Angela, just to share about who you are and you know what you do and you know wherever, whatever else you want to start with. Well, actually, um, thank you for having me on. Um, obviously, I want to answer to what Kyle was saying before about his experience in Italy. And um, anyway, a big hello to you as well, and Yatsuo. But uh, I want to answer what Kyle was saying. Um, I think Kyle, uh, uh, since he was over in Italy, um, it, it was it wasn't that difficult to manage um, to manage Kyle because he, he was a, a fully motivated uh, kid. Uh, he was um, he was um, very very well prepared for you know what was to come. It was a very tough experience, but Kyle was very easy to manage because when I spoke to clubs and presidents and uh, spoke very highly of him, he he never let me down and. I think um, this is very important for any kid that comes over overseas, be it Italy, England, Belgium, Germany. But Kyle, uh, Kyle was very, very good. Um, he um, he came over here at a very early age. But um, as I said to you before, Ignacio off air, and Kyle is a very self-motivated kid, and uh, he's he's got a dream, and he follows it. And I think it's very important for any kid. That has ambition to to play overseas. So it was it was a delight to to manage Kyle, and uh, he did very very well. Uh, the only thing he he struck a couple of injuries that um, you know at times they, they sort of like uh, block your career. You know it's a bit of a bit of a stop start sort of situation. But Kyle, as a, as a motivator, as a kid that uh, uh, wanted to make it, uh, it was a dream to manage. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, everyone does know that, you know, injuries weren't my, my you know, it wasn't my luck in terms of that sort of aspect. Um, but yeah, I've always kind of felt like, I, you know, I always had that dream and I just didn't care. I just wanted to have success regardless of all the obstacles that I, I faced. Um, but even through those, uh, you helped me get through the, a lot of those, um, you know, just looking out for me, even when there was, you know, bad spouts when I was injured and then had a bad time at a club, you were always there and helped me so much to get through those bad times, um, especially not having friends or family there. You were you were awesome in sort of that aspect, bringing me in your sort of treating me like family with, you know, Christmas dinners and birthday and all that sort of stuff. So thank you so much uh, again for that. Um, and this is pretty important when you move abroad. Yes. When you find you try to find someone that you kind of relate to your family or someone that kind of like give you a little bit comfortable, com- yeah, comfortable, like in a comfortable, situation. yeah, comfortable, Comf- yeah. So it's pretty important to have someone like like you or for Kyle, and I do have some people here. Even you mentioned mm. that before. Mm. Like when you move abroad with your family or by yourself, you you don't have no one to rely on it. Mm. And having someone like him, like as you mentioned, like a father figure as yeah. well. This is so important that that makes you keep going. Yes, right. So it's pretty important. And even from my dad's perspective, you know, sending me over um, and and leave me there. Well, first year, uh, first couple of years, I wasn't with Angelo, but um, having the reassurance of having somebody take care of you—not just your football side of things, but you know, your personal life, yeah. especially as a young player—that's um, super important. And that's why you know, I show gratitude uh, to you for that. Um, you were, I wanted to ask you and, and you know tell the audience about what you were telling me previously last week about you know um, maybe a person who just came over to Italy or some people that you've been managing or helping. Um, what sort of stuff do you do in regards of helping players um, who have those dreams and, and, and things like that? Well, uh, first, 
when I first came out of Italy, obviously, uh, yeah, I was working in a different role as a director, commercial director company, which is Ford Okitan, which is a product that you see in the interior, interior of a home or commercial coffee shops and all that sort of thing. Anyway, um, I want to ask you a question. Um, I've actually set up a very, very good network as far as um, uh, football uh, and, and, and sort of setting up a career for a kid that, that has a dream. I, I've actually married up with a, a, a player, former player, that uh, his name is Claudio Pelosi, who uh, played professionally in Italy in Serie B, and then he also played three seasons uh, at Adelaide City as a, uh, uh, as, a, as a visa player. He stayed there three years in the National League, which is a top flight in Australia the A-League, the former A-League. And what do I do, Kyle? Well, what I do is I, I try and make it easier for kids to have a dream. And uh, through this network, we can actually set up trials and set up, uh, you know, like some of these clubs that are interested in, in young aspiring kids. Like in Australia, I'm sure there's thousands and thousands like, like you were, Kyle. And we try and make it easier, you know, like uh, with you, it was um, – as I said before, it was easy because, you know, you were like family and, you know, like you're a very well-mannered kid and I think that's very important off the park. And you showed that um, you actually you actually um, set yourself up very well because, you know, uh, you, you were fully motivated, well-educated kid and then aspiring and you fully committed to your physical part and you sort of like uh, uh, skills and all that sort of thing. You, you were very well prepared anyway. So it wasn't hard to get your goals. And, you know, that's what we do here, teaming up with um, Claudia Pelosi. We're trying to identify young aspiring kids and then setting them up uh, for trials for these clubs to have a look at them. And then, obviously, there is a bit of a career path because in Australia it's very tough. Yeah, and uh, what we spoke about previously is the in Italy there's so many different clubs and there's such a big you know, variety of paths you can take where clubs can feed you into bigger clubs and, you know, with the whole relegation promotion system where Australia can be a little bit, you know, stagnant and, and static where there's n- there's no real path where there's only a few, there's only one professional club in the whole entire state of South Australia and it goes for most yeah. most states where there's only one club to go to and, you know, how many, there's so many pl- players in Adelaide all fighting for what, 11, you know, the starting 11 of, Ad- of Adelaide United. Um, and then the next step down is, you know, uh, MPL. Um, and even then, you know, you can't, you know, live off that. Um, and you only play MPL, so you could probably and hopefully go to Adelaide United. So there's, there's not enough clubs here where the pathway is so small. And you see state players go through the state system, go to Adelaide United Youth, and then they drop off because there's not enough spots. And then next year there's a whole other, you know, range of kids wanting to take that spot of 11, uh, you know, starting 11, where Italy, uh, you know, there's so many different clubs, um, and I know you have lots of connections with different clubs, where then it's so much easier. Okay, maybe one club you're not a right fit for, but then there's all these other different possibilities and opportunities, which is the benefit of Italy or a benefit of any other club, England, uh, country like England and Belgium and Germany, things like that. That's Australia's limitations for sure, um, and that's why it could be a, definitely a, a good pathway going overseas. Um, I want to ask. Uh, I f- forget the name you mentioned on the, on the last video call about. Uh, was it Christian Miliako or, or someone who, who might be set up with an academy or? Yeah. Um, well, well uh, I think you're you're absolutely right, correct. And I firstly, I want to commend you and uh, Ignacio for starting up this mastery life and uh, soccer life mastery. I think it. It's a great opportunity and it's another step because I, th- I believe in South Australia uh, or even Australia in general, the, the institute is gone. Uh, there's, there's no more of this um, high-tech training like, you know, like if you got into the institute, you would get, you know, like all of this uh, high-tech and high-level training, you know, in preparation for professionalism. Um, yeah, just going back to Christian Migliaccio, his name is, who uh, is a kid that's uh, 17. Born in 2004, he uh, actually tra- trained with Adelaide United. He was in the under-20 setup under Carl Veer, 
But um, a very, 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 very high-skilled kid. You know, he's um, uh, he was in this institute of sport, but then he lost he lost that drive, he lost courage because he wasn't given the opportunities. And I think, like you said, Kyle, if there's people overseas that have this opportunity of some sort of career path where the kids can be seen by professional clubs or even as low as Serie D, um, Serie D, Serie G, Serie B, let, let's go back to Serie D. That is a great opportunity and that is that is where Christian Miljaccio is. He's actually at KTFC. We're in um, Serie D, but the training, he, he, he's on a scholarship, by the way. He's, he'll be there for the whole year. He had uh, he had all expenses paid for, airfares. He's got accommodation, food and everything provided for him. It's all paid for and he's there for a whole year under the training of uh, uh, Lucarelli. Uh, Lucarelli, who, who has played professionally um, in Italy, he's actually tra- uh, he's the coach of uh, KDFC. And um, young Christian Migliaccio has, has noticed straight away the intensity, the training, uh, the, the different type of professional sort of uh, training that, you know, they have a scientific coach, they have, uh, uh, you know, like obviously a coach, assistant coach, but, you know, these kids are, are tested in so many ways, right, to, to get them ready for professionalism and Christian Christian is one example you know we have other players as well that um, we are setting up uh, this sort of uh, thing and we're looking we're looking not not only for uh, young aspiring kids guys but kids that are prepared to do it hard like you did you know obviously your injuries um, you as an example were perfect you know when you got injured you, you fought back you were fully committed fully professional you didn't go out Lairising or going out with the kids or, you know, like picking up a smoke, a cigarette or, you know, you were fully, fully committed off the park. And, um, I think, I think you can, you can actually convey your story to everybody because, uh, that was a perfect example of what you need to do. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, in regards to me, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you, sir. So you just make me proud. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a good example of, uh, I had the mentality and the mindset, I just didn't have the body and, you know, maybe you know, the, you know, the other side of it, where there was other kids who were better at football, they were better body, they're faster, smart, whatever, but they just didn't have the mentality to stick it out, they, you know, they wanted to get up to mischief or they were, missed their girlfriend from back home or they just wanted to go out, they see their friends partying at home, they miss it get homesick and want to go home where I was by far not the most talented kid um, but I did have the mentality um, in that mindset of, okay I want to I want to achieve something in order to achieve something I must give it my 100% um, and every little thing that distracts me or takes me away from my dream or goal I have to eliminate and that's something for the kids where they have to weigh up hey look well okay maybe I like the idea of being a professional footballer but do I really want to go over to Italy um, and you know sacrifice my you know my friends or my home life? Um, kids have to think about it and go, cool. Am I ready for that, yeah. or do I just see the Ronaldo on TV and think, you know, that's what I want to be, and so that's what I want to get to? But they yeah. don't see what happens behind the scenes. They don't see you know all the you know, learning a different language or you know. All that harder stuff. This is pretty much like for everything, right? We kind of like visualize something. Okay, I want it. I Mm. want it so bad. But then when you leave it, Mm -hmm. and then you feel it, and then it's a little bit different. So when when people just move abroad, or people just try to pursue their dreams, they're like, okay. They just keep thinking in the good side of it. Yes. Okay, I want to be famous. I want to be good. I want to play professional teams, like like national teams. that, That is so cool. Okay, before you go there, you have to hustle. You have to pursue you, you you're gonna get like some no's you're gonna get yes. like some bad feedbacks how are you gonna deal with it yes how are you gonna deal with being like homesick mm-hmm. what are you gonna do about it and that's the thing people just kind of like when they had their dreams they just visualize visualize like the good things about yes. it never the, the other ones like hey i want to be rich yes for you to be rich you need to work like pretty hard you need to like deal with so many situations and people don't get that and that's the thing if you have the mentality okay i'm gonna go there Everything is going to be pretty terrible in the mm. beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel homesick. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel tired. I will miss my friends. I will miss everything. But I'm ready to go for it. Yeah. And then once I'm realize, once you realize, you already did the hardest part. Yes. And then all you need to do now is apply yourself in the training session and everything. Unfortunately, as you mentioned, like your your body was having some injuries, mm-hmm. and so your mentality was okay, but then your body would was not following you properly. Yeah. So yeah, but like it's it's complicated. I know it's complicated, like living abroad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, some people get carried away with the dream and don't understand the reality of a footballer, where it's not always just straight. I'm going to go to Rome FC and be the starting player and be the best in the world. Especially if I'm coming from Australia, you may be the best in Australia, but you're going to go to Italy. You're just another player. You know, you're not you're not anything special once you go over. But going over in the first place really gets you, um, opens up your world and go, crap, this is the level I have to get to. I have to push myself even more. And being in that environment, you can start excelling and improving and going, okay, this is where I have to be. And you may stay there and and try to improve and and become a player in Italy. Or if you do come home, we see it all the time. Players that go overseas, have a season or two seasons, they come back home. They're so much better. They get in better teams. They get better money. They they get seen by better clubs. Um, All because they took that step to go overseas and and get trained and and really see the level that's out there instead of getting stuck in your local club and thinking you're the best when... You know, there's so much improvement needing to made to be yeah. made. Because um, sometimes we don't see that improvement. Mm-hmm. We only see when it just goes through a different process. Yes. As you mentioned, okay, some people just come back. When they come back, then they realize, okay, I'm pretty good now. Like I'm mm. so much better because I just realized that I improved. And when you're there, you you don't feel that improvement. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Angela, you were telling me of of a couple examples or an example of a player that went to Italy from Australia had a couple of seasons, and then went back to Australia and had an incredible career after they went overseas for a bit. Absolutely. Um, I think, firstly, I want to answer what Ignacio was saying before, which is one important thing, is when you do go overseas and you get homesick, and I think that's where you were very, very tough, Kyle, a great example, because, you know, um, you, you look at Christian Miyato, he's only 17, he came over last year, he was only 16. So he went over for the trial, uh, went to the club. Uh, he did everything right. The club liked him. Unfortunately, because of COVID, he had to go back home. That was the only reason. Otherwise, he would have been staying last year. And he came back this year, and the president and the club paid everything. But I want to answer what uh, Ignacio was saying before. Any kid that wants to make it overseas or wants to make it at a professional level must be ready for the thunderstorm, because when you go overseas, you know, uh, you got to get it adapted uh, to, to all of the conditions, the culture, because different culture. And then there's a football culture and then there's a country culture. And I think, Kyle, you did it very hard. You, you adapted to both because the, the, the culture, for example, Italy is totally different to Australia. Number two, the football culture, you got to get adapted to the military and the discipline of um, training, uh, the various variable training, it's all very, very tough, but you got to get adapted to that. A lot of kids, you know, like a, a 16-year-old kid, for example, is going to be uh, confronted with a shock. But if you want to make it overseas, for example, uh, I can give you two really good examples. Matthew Kemp, a kid called Matthew Kemp who played for Adelaide United, but before he played for Adelaide United, he was at Adelaide City. And before that, he went. He was at in Italy at Ascoli Piscina, which is a Serie C club. Now we're talking Serie C. We're not talking Serie A, the top flight competition. Matthew Kemp went to a Serie C club. He trained and played for one season. When he went to Australia, he played a full season with Adelaide United. And after two seasons, he went to Melbourne Victory. And the reasons why I say that. It's a top example of the trend and the difference where it's a lot more, uh, the level's a lot higher uh, and come back a lot stronger, like Kyle was saying before. The other kid, very quickly, was Adriano Pellegrino, who also played for Adelaide City and Adelaide United in the first season when I was general manager at Adelaide United with John Cosmina. 
he he only played two three games that year. Went overseas in a Serie D club, Serie D club, might I say. He played the whole season, then came back to Australia, went to Perth Glory, won the best and fairest. Perth Glory A-League. So those are two examples. Those Their experiences overseas made them a lot tougher. They were a lot better. They better prepared for the storm for anything. And they came back and played in Australia with flying colours. Both of them are very, very successful players. You can have a look at the A-League and see how many games they play. And, um, but I must say also what Ignacio was before, it takes a lot of courage. We obviously know the dream of playing overseas, but then it takes a lot of courage, a lot of discipline, and then you've got to weather the storm and take everything that's thrown at you in another country as far as uh, training, discipline. Uh, like Kyle was saying before, no cigarettes, no alcohol, no partying, none of this, none of that. I mean, it's a very, very tough assignment for a kid that's 15, 16, 17. And those are the crucial ages if you want to make it overseas. Yeah. yeah. And Angelo, would you mind if I ask, do you think people who just go overseas, live there like for six months or like a year or so, when they come back, do they get better because here there's no English barrier to them? They have like all the relatives quite close, so they realized all the thunderstorm they they went through, like Europe, for example. When they come back, they feel more comfortable, and also, of course, they learn a lot with the other coaches and with the culture as well and everything they've been through. So when they come here, they feel like more relaxed regarding, okay, I don't need to concern about what's going to happen like when I come back home because I'll be having like maybe my wife or my mom and dad and and I don't have like any issue with like the language and I have the same food because I I want that food so do you think they get better for and and that's one of the main reasons for it or like it's just because like okay they have like a really nice coach in overseas and then when they come back they learn everything from them or do you think that that external part it like make them better like quite quickly because of the external part as well does it make sense uh, right? yes yeah, so <laughs> I, I think i think you understand so now you're saying do you think um that they improve only because of the coaching or do you think it's a mix of having to do with the full lifestyle of football overseas dealing with the hardships you know dealing with the english the, the, you know different language barriers the growth of a person of you know growing as a person yeah. dealing with hardship making you stronger of a person also makes you a better player when you come back home. That's, that's another good point. You know, like when you go through this um, process, um, it, it does make you a stronger person. It does make you um, a complete person because, you know, all footballers, we all know the lives of footballers, you know. Um, obviously, some are controversial, some are great, you know, like we all know this. But I think for a kid to answer what Ignacio was asking before, it does make you a lot tougher. It makes you a complete person. Uh, it's like a person that goes to the military. If you take the game seriously, you take your career seriously, you really want to make it, then you need to apply yourself even off the field. It's not just about playing and, you know, like you're the fastest player or the most skillful player. If you're a larrikin, sometimes you don't make it because you might be thrown out of a club or, you know, so I think, I think you know, I'm trying to answer it as quickly as I can. You need to be a good person off the park as well because otherwise clubs would not accept you. And um, I know a lot of kids, Kyle, like yourself, you know, when you were at the Academy at L'Aquila, um, they were in Serie G at that time. You know, that a lot of kids, you know, after training, smoking, uh, drinking, you know, like just after training. I think that sort of thing can only block your career can even stop your career or you know like slow it down and i think that sort of that that sort of attitude will not get you anywhere and at the age of 16 17 18 couldn't agree more and that, that's kind of why you know we even named ourselves soccer life master because it is about mastering the entire life yeah. of being a footballer where it's not just can i kick a ball straight 
It's okay. Can I adapt the lifestyle of being a footballer? Can I live a healthy life? Can I take you know my off the field stuff very seriously, just as much as we take the on the on the field stuff very seriously? And that's why we try to incorporate you know mentality topics within our training sessions, whether it's humility, work ethic, respect. All those types of things because if you go overseas or even within Australia and you got to be able to portray yourself as a professional human being, not just a good footballer. Those footballers who, like you said, are larrikins and get up to mischief or even just carry themselves disrespectfully. Um, coaches and presidents, they just, especially presidents, they don't want you representing their club. Um, and things like that. So we definitely agree, and that's why we try to incorporate that stuff in our academy. Um, I, w- I, I do, would want to ask you, actually, because um, you had some involvement with Adelaide United or something like that. I, I believe you have some uh, back uh, when you were living in Australia previously. What was your involvement with Adelaide United? Well, firstly, I, I started at LSD, and, um, you know, as a marketing director there, uh, during the, the National Soccer League years and, and also at Galaxy, which managed by And in the end, I, through my experiences, got it United as uh, a director on board back in 2002, then the, um, as a marketing director in the market capacity, I was a director on the board. And then um, we had a first season, obviously, 2003, that's when Adelaide United started. And I was um, instrumental into the startup of Adelaide United as far as the logo, uh, creating the logo, which is still the logo today. Um, you see, it was accepted by the community, by the board, and obviously Gordon Pickard, who was, um, who was the owner of the club at that stage. I, we, uh, if you remember, I think Ignacio might remember as well, we had uh, a startup of Adelaide United, then we had the whole season off. There was no National League for one year. And during that period, I was um, general manager of Adelaide United, uh, going to meetings with Frank Lowy, his sons, um, John's, um, John O'Neill, who was the CEO. And why did we have that year on? That was all to uh, kill off the old National Soccer League and then start up a new brand, A-League, with, um, you know, more Australianising the game and, um, and you know, like making it part of the, the whole community. So... It was a big project. I mean, I'm really getting passionate about this, Kyle. I'm glad you asked that question because it does bring back a lot of memories because the A-League today is – the A-League, what it is today is because of what we did back in 2003 and four. you know, setting up the foundations and, you know, throwing out the game to the larger community to, you know, like instead of just being an Italian or Greek or Croatian or South American, you know, great upbringing of the the pedigree of football, we actually brought the game to Australia, to the Australians. And I think the, uh, for that reason, the marketing aspect of the game is much better today. You know, we see large crowds today. But it's all because we, we founded this back in 2003 and four to Australianise the game. We're fully committed to doing that. And that was my role at Lady United. Then I had an experience at Newcastle Jets, another it's another I, I was there for two years uh, in the media media manager capacity obviously my experiences at Adelaide United that did help Newcastle Jets a lot because they were a newly founded club and um, so my experiences two A-League clubs my involvement with Radio 5AA in starting up a, a 5AA soccer show with Chris Dittmar and Aurelio Vidmar who um, who you know, with Aurelia, we, we touch base every week. <clears throat> My involvement and experiences with football in Australia has been has been very large. And, you know, like I bought this over in Italy, now setting up a network with Claudia Pelosi for career path for kids. We're bringing kids over from Australia. And uh, those kids that are, like you said before, Kyle, that are well-prepared, kids that are disciplined and they have a dream, but then we also have the attitude, the right attitude to make it. And um, I think they're, they're three very important aspects. Yeah, no, that's uh, speaking of that, um, if there was a kid watching this and saying, I, I want to go overseas, I want to be, you know, I want to do this, what would you say, like, what would a kid need? How old should they be? 
Do they need some type of passport? Do they need to be a type of nationality? <clears throat> For a kid wanting to, to play overseas, what would, what would be some advice you'd need to tell them or, or what would they need to do, would you, would you say? Okay. Um, firstly, uh, they need to have an, a European passport if someone come over overseas and stay here for a long period of time. If they want to come over here for a short time, um, you know, obviously what the security to do Paul, is firstly have that dream, leaving that dream, have the right attitude as far as equipment and uh, the football for a long period of time because, you know, when you come overseas, Coaches are very much, you know, Kyle. Uh, if you training or you want to, uh, you know, like um, press, you're not, you're not committed. You know, like you, they, they just look at you straight in the face, and you can, and you can tell, you know. So I think if a kid wants to come overseas, uh, you know, they need to be really, really well prepared physically, mentally, and mentally strong. Um, like you were saying before, Kyle, you know, you, you went through it. You know, without your parents, um, who did you have in Italy? Nobody. Then obviously, very lucky to, to, to find each other. Myself, who had been in Australia with, with an extensive experience in football and then setting up a network and then we took care of you. You know, you were over my house for Christmas and, you know, like trying to, trying to really make it a, a little bit easier for kids because, because it is tough when you're 15, 16 or 17 you're away from your parents. You're away from your brother. Um, you know yourself, Kyle. You, you know you, you missed your family. You had nobody. You were just by yourself, living in an apartment, and going to training, and li- living and breathing football. So I think instead of um, instead of like uh, thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be playing in England for Liverpool or 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 AC Milan. Napoli or, you know, like these big gun teams, you know, it's, all, it's a dream. But I think you need to stop and think uh, and have all of the um, aspects of becoming a footballer. You need to have discipline, you need to be prepared, and, and you need to have commitment and motivated, highly motivated kid to do just about anything to make it to the top. Yeah, no, great, great advice. We cut up a little bit there in terms of the audio quality, but hopefully they got to understand everything you said because it's very important. Um, like, is there like a, a ripe age or what would be the age you would even recommend having kids come over? Would you say, you know, would you, would you advise, you know, because a lot of people do those tours where, you know, they bring 13, 14, 15-year-olds over. They do those little soccer tours with big clubs. Um would you? What would you recommend for a player? Do you think they should come over young, or do you think they should come over more sixteen years old, eighteen years old, or even younger? You know, twelve, thirteen. What would you say is probably you know most beneficial for for players? And I think I think Kyle, uh, to be fair, uh, you know, around about the age of sixteen, um, because if you're any younger than that, um, it, it would be really really tough. You need to have. Uh, insurance and you know also security you know you know like i think the parents would be very concerned if a kid came over 13 14 15 there are some kids that go overseas or come over in italy with their parents um for example ross aloisi is his nephews come over uh they were only 11 you know but they were accompanied by the parents and guardian and they went to into milan for example claudia pelosi um, expose a little bit of experience for these kids there, but it, you know it's only it's only training in a short stint. I think to answer your question, for kids around 16, is already had a bit of preparation, like at the soccer life mastery, for example. You guys have prepared him to a certain level, and 16 years old, you can understand, you, you know, like when understand a little better when a coach speaks to you, and you know, like you're prepared to listen and. You know, you know what you got to do. You know, practically, you you already reached a certain level, and you want to advance that level. You you want to you want to go further. Uh, I think the age of 16, 17, maximum six seventeen is um, 
uh, is fundamental. I think 16 is the right age to answer your question for a lot of reasons. Okay, and um, we can we can we're we're very we've got a very very good network from Serie D to Serie C to Serie B, and obviously if the kid plays Serie B, then he's going to be he's going to be seen by scouts and professionals and FIFA agents and, and all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, but, but you know, 16 years old, Kyle, to answer your question, 16, I think is the right age. Yeah, beautiful. No, awesome. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense for, for sure. Any younger is, you know, pushing it. Um, and 16, they can be kind of independent. And, and really, as preparation, not only as football, I would, I would give some advice to the kids is, Depending on the country you go to, you should probably already start studying their language or learning yeah. how to, you know, you know, the basics, the adult life of cooking, cleaning, you know, <laughs> being an adult is, you know, even should start preparing um, of, of the lifestyle things, not just football. Um, learn their language, learn about their culture, what's normal, because uh, the more you fit in, the the more you enjoy your life in terms of that aspect once i started learning the language and making friends and being able to communicate i felt more comfortable and i can also understand the coaches better therefore the coaches appreciate what i'm doing because if i go over there and i'm not understanding the coach the coach isn't going to want me as a player if they if i can't understand the tactics i can't understand his, his coachings that's an issue so definitely for players who are going over to a country you best learn the language and start doing it quick because um, that's a killer for sure if you, right. if you can't this understand. Is, this is also part of like the mentality you mentioned before. Some of the kids, they don't visualize things like that. Mm. And they might even choose like go to England because of that English barrier. Yeah. For example, okay, I'm going to go to England. They speak the same language. Mm. Why would I go to Italy to learn a different language? Mm. Well, this is going to make you better. Because once you, you kind of like learn, once you have to deal with some sort of situation like, like food, because sometimes we don't talk a lot about food, but like when you go to a different place, it's totally different food. Mm. Then you're going to eat, you're going to think, okay, I don't like this. I need to learn how to like this. Mm. I need to learn how to talk, how to use or how to speak with, with them. And this is so complicated. Mm. We know that. But like, um, I'm, I'm just saying in a matter of fact, of like, okay, if you don't have that mentality, okay, I'm going to learn. I'm going to do everything. As I mentioned to you, I know it's not related to soccer, but like when I moved to Australia, Angela, just so you know, I came with my wife and my son. And we came with no English at all. So I, w- I was learning three different things. I was learning everything about Melbourne, how to, how to use the public transport, how mm. to talk to people, how to ask just a few questions that I could have the answer back. And just a few words about English. That's the only thing I learned. But I was studying everything mm. to not get lost at least. I don't mm. want to get lost in Melbourne. But people, if, if they go overseas with that mentality, okay, I'm going to learn how to communicate. I'm going to learn just some keywords mm. and I want to understand what they're going to talk to me. Okay, they are like literally a way more prepared than everyone else who just go there without any mm. other language. Because yeah. we know going to, to there, like it, a lot of people understand English. So, no, Absolutely. And Yacho, make a very good point. And I, I want to bring up another thing very quickly. Christian Miliacho, who's uh, he's got, an Italian, he's got Italian parents, uh, obviously in Australia, living in Adelaide. He has, as um, as it uh, part of his um, uh, part of his CV, he's actually a Kirti FC, and and uh, Kirti are now sending him to Italian school, obviously to learn the Italian language. As you were saying before, it's fundamental that you understand what the coach is telling you, the coach's instructions and strategies and all that sort of thing. But he's not here just to live live and breathe football. You know, the club is now committed to sending him to an Italian school so that he can learn Italian and, and prepare himself for the future. As a 17-year-old now, he's not just here to play football, but he's also committed to going to school, uh, to Italian teaching, culture, and all that sort of thing. And I can, I can name other players, like John Aloisi has played in Italy, okay? Paul Locon has played for Lazio in Italy. We all know Paul O'Connor, Marco Bresciano for Palermo, Vince Grella. Um, these, these are four names of players that have come overseas here. Some of them are Ita- Italian, obviously, or Italian upbringing, but they, they were forced 
forced, I use in, in inverted commas, to go to Italian school to learn the Italian language. I mean, you know, you, you just can't play football with 11, 11 people on the park and maybe, have a maybe, in inverted commas, that you don't understand what they're saying. And Kyle, Kyle knows all about that. He was he's very committed and, you know, like he um, he was a dream to manage because, you know, you never you never had to tell him things twice. And I think that's a very important thing for a young kid, a 16-year-old, um, to come overseas and, and be a listener. You know, you need to listen to a lot of people and you need to adapt quickly. And, and it's not just football. It's, all, it's also about mentality. It's a mental thing. And I think you guys in Soccer Life Mastery, I'm glad that you put that in the repertoire, you know, that the fact that you need to have the mentality, you need to be strong strongly minded to 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 actually achieve your dream yeah no no it's one of the major things and i see players who have been you know the best in adelaide or really good in adelaide and they go over and they they bring an ego with them and they think they're the best and then they get put on the bench or they're no longer that star player and then they crumble. They 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 want to go home. They spit the dummy. They think you know the coach has got no idea what they're on about. And because of their ego, and like you said, they're not using their ears. They're not listening and, and being a you know trying to be a sponge of information. They're just trying to be the. They just think they're the best already. Um, so yeah, definitely if you're trying to go overseas, be a listener, be a sponge. Try to absorb the information because. You must understand you're there to learn and improve. The coaches are there for a reason um, and, and the managers are there for a reason to, to help you along the journey. So definitely plays with that ego. You've got to leave that. You've got to leave that in Australia or you know, even in Australia. Leave it at the door. You've got to be a listener. You've got to have respect for the people who are giving you information, trying to help you along the journey. Um, because every time the players spit the dummy and then they go back home two months later and say, oh, you know, waste of time. Yeah. yeah. Very, very important you said that. You know, for example, Harry Kuhl, everyone knows Harry Kuhl. He, he went over to Leeds United when he was 15. But why did he go? Because he was under 16. Why did he go when he was 15? Because he had relatives over in England. But Harry Kuhl has got a very, very good story, you know. The, the first thing he, he was doing at 15 years old, playing in the underage teams at Leeds United, he used to clean the boots, you know. Of the reserves and of the first team players, so you know he did it tough because England is not is not actually a, a, a very easy environment. You know the, the weather is tough in England. Um, you know if you go as a young kid, you know you're going to say, "Oh, when am I going to see the sun?" Obviously, there is summer over there as well. But I'm talking about country culture and then football culture. They are two very very tough environments if you're living away from home away from parents brothers sisters and all that sort of thing away from family and doing a tough John Cosmina for example John Cosmina Carl he went to Arsenal and then through his own admission he said I, I couldn't hack it anymore I'm a surfer you know I love surfing you know over there it was always uh, gloomy it was always dark and you know he reckons he couldn't hack it he couldn't hack the the uh, uh, the weather and the, the climate and you know, the, the environment, the culture in England. So, you know, after one season at Arsenal, he went back to Australia. So I think all of these things need to be massaged around, the, you know, the minds of these kids, you know, that have a dream and they want to make it. It's not just about football. You know, it's about mentality, like you said, Kyle. That is a very, very important thing. Very important thing to remember. Have the mentality. It's easy to dream. Everybody watches the, the English Premier League and the Serie A and the Bundesliga and the Liga in Spain and also in France and all, the, all of these top flight competitions and they want to have, they have a dream, you know, but you need to have the right mentality, the discipline and, and preparation. You know, absolutely. I think, uh, honestly, I think that kind of explains everything. Um, I think that's the theme of kind of this whole podcast is, as a player, you have this dream. Obviously, you need contacts and networks, otherwise you've got no chance. But as an individual, what you can do for yourself is 
not only be the best footballer you can be, but start working on your own your mentality, your you know you, you being a strong person, preparing for the culture. Okay, maybe how can I learn about Italian culture so I can fit in? Because the more you fit in, the the easier your life will be. Can I learn the language? Um, can I start being more coachable? Can I start listening more? Can I start having respect for people instead of thinking I'm the best player in the world and having this ego about you? Can you be a bit humble? Can you have humility? Um, even this week, this is that's this week's topic is humility. I'm sure some of the kids are laughing right now because we spoke about it. Um, we make we make the kids do push-ups when they break the mentality topic, whether it's humility and they they're not being humble. We all do push-ups when we're not being respectful. We all do push-ups, um, and it's just trying to set the tone of if you want to be professional, you best start acting professional because the more you act it, the more you'll become it. And then when you go overseas, people can sense, okay, this guy's a serious footballer. He's got the, the he, he represents himself professional. He stands up tall. He's, he, he's, you know, like we said, um, even in Italy, when I was there, we had some feedback, you know, I shook a nice firm handshake. I always looked him in the eye. Um, all those little things um, is the off the, off the field stuff. Um, which is why we say soccer life mastery. It's not just football. It's the life of soccer that you have to master. Um, so that's what we're trying to do is prepare kids to play in Australia, to play socially, or those players who want to take the next level. We want to open up this pathway with people like yourself who have the contacts, have the experience um, to really help these kids you know, achieve their dreams because um, that's the best thing we can do for kids is help them along their journey um, the best that they can. Um, I think we've covered everything, but I would leave it to you to, to say anything else. Anything else? Look, uh, I, I agree. Um, uh, I, I think, I'm, firstly, I congratulate both you and um, Ignacio on this uh, soccer life mastery because, as you said, Kyle, you said it very well, it's not just about playing football or being the fastest on the pitch or being the most skillful or, you know, like, being a, being a, a, a total football nerd, you know, it's all it's also about the mentality, and it's also about off the park. I think um, you need to have that discipline. You need to have it all. Otherwise, you might as well just play five aside, uh, play casual football. Uh, I think if you want to make it, you have the dream. You need to think about it uh, a lot because you know, obviously, uh, you know, look at Christian Milacho. You know, he he was. Um, he did all the he did all the right things. He went to the Institute of Sport, went to the Australian Institute of Sport. He played in the Adelaide United Under Twenty, and obviously he's one of those uh, thousands of kids, uh, Kyle, that got disillusioned by being excluded or for whatever reason, political or whatever the reasons may be. Uh, I believe, I believe in that uh, what you're doing in the soccer life mastery because I can tell you. Uh, things haven't changed. There's a lot of exceptional kids or there's a lot of really, really good kids, skillful, that are not playing at the high level because of politics or because of favouritism, nepotism. All of these things still exist today. I believe in Australia, in Adelaide, in Melbourne, all, all the states, there are kids that are better, there are kids that are better than some of those kids that are playing in under-20 Adelaide United, under-20 Melbourne Victory or whatever, they're outside and they're, and they're waiting to be picked up. And your, your organisation, the Soccer Life Mastery, is offering, is offering another opportunity at some of those kids. I truly believe there will be thousands, not hundreds, thousands of kids in Australia who are better than some of those that are playing in the reserves or under 20 of, uh, of the A-League, right, but not getting a chance because of either Parents are rich or some got a sponsor or some politics or some nepotism or favouritism. So what what do we do, Kyle? What do we do, Claudia, Pelosi and I? We try and have an opportunity for some of those kids that haven't had the opportunity in Australia, okay? But having said all that, we are looking for exceptional kids because if you don't have um, the attributes, um you know, then you come overseas and you'd be just spending money, you know, money and money and money and, you know, you're not getting anywhere. So I think you need the right preparation. If Soccer Life Mastery does, off, does offer that preparation, and I know that you guys do, 
because you, you, you said mentality, you're also working on mentality. I think there is an opportunity, there are opportunities overseas for those kids that are highly disciplined, mature, they have the right mentality, the right attitudes, and the right commitment to their body. They're, like you said, Kyle, you must eat right, you must sleep right, you must be fully committed. None of this smoking, drinking alcohol, all that sort of stuff that kids want to do because they already think they're stars. So that's the type of kids we're looking for. If some of those kids want to have a crack, then we have we have the doors. We can open those doors. Beautifully, beautifully said. Um, uh, awesome. There's honestly nothing else to add. Yeah, um, that, that was perfect, and I really do think there's something special that can happen um, with Soccer Life Mastery and opening up doors with, yeah. with the help of yourself um, and, like you said, Claudia Pelosi. Um, but beautiful. I, th- I want to thank you again for coming on and thank you for helping me in my career when I was, you know, I think it was about five years ago. I can't remember anymore. Um, it's been a while since I was over there, um, but still very thankful and always have so much gratitude for you and all the help you, you had for, for me. Um, but, yeah, thank you again. Yeah, because you, you've been, you've been great, because I'm, I'm telling you, like, I know that's also, like, Kyle's personality, but, like, a lot of things you did for him, certainly he applied on Soccer Life Mastery, he built the whole thing, he's such an amazing kid, as I mentioned to you before, I keep saying this all the time, and, okay, like, his dreams about being a footballer, like, a professional footballer, unfortunately, it was stopped because of the injury, but as a grown man, now, because he's a grown man, even with 23 years old, such a grown man, know what to do, know, know how to deal with parents, know how to deal with the kids, has like his program totally set up, it, it's amazing. So I think you are also part of this, everything that he experienced, the way he grows from a kid to a man, and that's also part of like the journey of living abroad and just coming back to Australia and building the Soccer Life Mastery community. So it's amazing. No. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Um, beautiful. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank you both. Um, yeah, I'll leave you with those words, uh, these words very quickly. Um, I really think that you guys are doing a great thing with this Soccer Life Mastery. Um, you're, giving, you're giving kids an opportunity to dream, believe, and then, um, you know, like uh, have a real crack at um, what they want to do is a, a, to be a professional footballer. So to both of you, um, thank you for having me on. And uh, at any time that you guys want, want some sort of uh, uh, information, you know, about what we're doing overseas, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for Kyle, obviously, Kyle, uh, again, has, has been unlucky, and you know, through just too many injuries, you know, for the kid, you know, too many injuries at that time. But um, he is a great example of what a kid needs to do in preparation uh, for a career path on to go overseas. So, once again, thank you. Thank you so thank much, you. Angela. Appreciate it. Until next time, I'm sure we'll hear from you soon. For sure. Ciao. 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 See ya. Bye.